Hey, welcome back to another uh, episode of Nuts and Guts Podcast. I'm your host, Black Paco, and I have some very special guests here. Uh, One you have heard um, on the show, uh, Mr. Irvin Hill, and I have a very, very special guest by the name of Gerard Johnson. So we want to welcome him to the show. Um, Also, we want to just speak to him about all the things that he's doing in the community from from Cleveland, Ohio, all the way to uh, parts of Georgia. Um, and so, uh, without further ado, welcome. Thank welcome you. to the show. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Gerard Johnson. But, uh, you know, most people know me as J-Rod. So J-Rod, J-Rod. J- J-Rod, J-Rod, either way. But I've been doing youth work a long time, so people know me as J-Rod Johnson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, just to yeah. throw a little bit more on the introduction, um, he's the founder of Passion to Manhood, which is a gender-based youth uh, and young adult enrichment program that focuses on supporting young men with strengthening, building social and emotional learning skills as well as life skills. Um, got multiple programs and has designed multiple programs in the city of Cleveland and uh, uh, city of Cleveland Heights, um, dealing deeply within the um, school districts in the Northeast and Ohio area, impacting the lives of many youth and, and been doing this for over two decades? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he just looked young. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I got the ball spot in that show, you know what I'm saying? But uh, no, man, Mr. Johnson, we, we it's an honor, uh, seriously, to have you, you know, on the show um, and just starting even with this horn thing that I'm doing and how you reached out and helped me with that. Um, definitely gave me the motivation to put you in the spotlight and show a silent, silent assassin like yourself, you know, who ain't gonna brag, uh, real humble, uh, give you the do and the flowers, you know, while you're here, man. So just commending their work, first of all, you know. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Now, and then even with, you know, just kind of, you know, what we're doing, I just, a part of who I am, I have, I've really had um, a lot of people, you know, be that for me. Angela Flowers is is one. Um, Morris Irvin is a good friend of mine. Steve Walker. So I've had people, you know, pour into me, and so I I kind of feel like I'm responsible to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. But I but I'm grateful to have a heart to be that way because mm-hmm. just because somebody give it to you don't mean you necessarily gonna give it back. So I'm thankful I was, you know, made that way. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Thank you. Yeah, Thank welcome, you, brother. Cool. What um? How did you how did you get started? With uh, with everything that you're doing, how what 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 was the first part of uh, you helping the, the the youth? What 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 did you start with first? I started with a uh, I started with a program called AmeriCorps, right? And so I I was looking for a job, um, couldn't necessarily find one. And I came across this AmeriCorps program where we didn't even really even get paid. They gave us like a, a stipend and then paid like some of our student loans off. And so, um, you know, AmeriCorps was a one year commitment and they put me at this drop in center over on like 71st in Detroit. And it was like a, just a lot going on in the neighborhood. So the teens would drop in. And so I did my one year commitment. And at the end, um, a guy right from, from Cleveland, um, he moved, he's moved uh, to Charlotte, but his name is Ronald Bridges. He pulled me in as a full-time worker for the program that we shared the, the workspace with. He was like, you want to come over here? And I was like, yeah. And he gave me my first youth job just working strictly with youth. But I think my love for it, just working with young people, came from this job I had. It was called the Institute for Responsible Fatherhood. And it was down on Huff. And uh, it just kind of introduced me with working with fathers and young people. And so that just gave me the love for like nonprofit and just working with with men just in general, and um, but but solely with youth that came from that AmeriCorps program and the Bridges program that um, that I was a part of. Okay, yeah, that's a beautiful thing. Um, I know me um, me personally, um, just to be completely honest, like that's been one of my struggles is uh, just knowing how to communicate with the person that you had. A child with, mm. you know, we, mm. you know, us as as men, us as black men, you know, 
you know, a lot of times we we don't we don't know how to communicate well, mm. or we don't know how to communicate without arguing or disrespect. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And so, so it's good to hear is is individuals like yourself that's on the front line helping individuals to mm. through those type of things. You know what I mean? Oh, so, absolutely, absolutely, you know, absolutely. Can you talk more on that? You know, to where. I guess you don't have to really say any stories about, you know, some of the things that you experienced, but just kind of maybe give an example of some of the things that was coming through the door to where, you know, maybe it was a success story now where somebody, you know, just always call you or, you know what I mean? Just, just to say thank you or, you know. Um, just we're working with the fathers. With the fathers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think that communication was big because we, you know... Not only did I see that, but I came from that. Let's be honest. I think, I think the biggest thing for me is the work that I do had to start with me, mm-hmm. and it still, you know, has to start with me. So the new things that I learned that I'm trying to give to young men and fathers and communities, I have to give it to myself first because mm-hmm. if not, it's not gonna work. It's not gonna be authentic, and I'm not gonna know how to do it. And that's not saying I'm perfect at it, but what I'm saying is, I do the work. Right, I do the work that I that I that I tell people to do, right? And it's not about perfection; it's just about doing the work, right? And so, you know, just working with the fathers, I think it was just a, a conversation of, you know, I was I was sharing with Irvin earlier. A lot of times, you know, I didn't know, you know, uh, what I wanted to be as a father. I think I learned how to be a father first and foremost by knowing what I didn't want to be. Right. Mm, and so yeah. I saw a lot of things, you know, my father, who's very different now. Don't don't get me wrong. My father's a great man. We have the, the best relationship now. I love it. I love our relationship. I love my dad. Where, But I couldn't say that. I couldn't always say that. Right. There were times where I said I hated my father. Right. But I think it was a matter of coming to the understanding that he only gave me what he knew how to give. And so, you know, uh, you know, by God's grace, I was able to decided I didn't want to be some of that and was able to give my sons something different because I've I've been a single father for 20 years, right? And so my my sons are all adults now. But I think you know, um just knowing as far as the communication goes, like knowing I don't want to spend my time screaming with you, mm-hmm. right? I don't want my sons to see me screaming at you. Mm-hmm. Because all that is, is all that does is just give them a mirror of what they're going to become, right? Or not, because it's a choice. Mm-hmm. But, but I, I decided that I want my sons to be whoever they're going to be based on what they decided, not what they saw me do, right? And I think a lot of my stuff came from what I saw, even though it was, I don't want to be that. Well, my, I wanted my son to be able to say, I want to be that, what my dad is, right? So I learned how to communicate with their mom. And it wasn't easy. Don't get right. me wrong. No, right? for sure. And, and, and even now, you know, I, I, I don't scream and yell, but sometimes I have to watch and cutting her off because I want to promote my agenda, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a part of learning how to communicate too, right? I don't think there's anything wrong with arguing. I think there's a right and a wrong way to argue, mm-hmm. right? And I just had a conversation with my brother where we had a disagreement where I, I had to apologize to him because it's like, I feel like I wasn't arguing properly, right? I didn't stick to the, to the conversation. We having a conversation about one thing. I went, well, you did this a week ago. And it's like, that's not what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So sure. just understanding what communication looks like, understanding how I want to come across and then just being intentional. Right. And I think that's the conversation with, with men. Like, hey, listen, how, how, how do you want to show up, right? You want to be right or you want to make it right? It's a choice. And I think that's, that's my conversation, right? Okay. So, yeah, I, and, I, and, and I think communication is very important for any relationship. But definitely if we're talking about the mother of our children, right? Because let's be honest in saying a lot of times the people closest to us get it the worst, man. We're going to be nicer to people we don't even know. And we got this woman right here that we ain't had a child with and we have a hard time having a simple conversation with. But it's easy to say, yeah, that's because you yelling at me or you made me or you. And it's like, nah, we got a choice. Right? We can't sure. control how she responds, but we can control how we respond to, to her. Or, you know, That's so. true. 
That's true. That's it. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Um, so, you know, I know you've been having a lot of stuff going on. We spoke a little bit before the show came on, but um, what's been recently going on, um, biggest changes, uh, expected and unexpected? Mm, that's a great question. Because um, the biggest changes, the biggest changes for me expected was probably this docu-series mm. that we have um, going on. Um, you want to talk about that more? Yeah, wow. yeah. So it's a, it's a docu-series. It's a three-part docu-series. It's coming out. And um, um, it's a docu-series that I was given the idea. I, I really like to say God gave me the idea. But but it, w it was something that I couldn't do alone. So I went, and I'm, I'm grateful for a team of individuals that I have. I'm grateful for the relationships I've built with school districts because I was able to go out and get people to get with me on it. Right. I do a lot, but I don't know everything. Mm -hmm. So I bought Angela Flowers in, who's um, the um, owner of Making a Difference Consulting right here in Euclid. And I bought Steve Walker in, who's the founder of, of um, the United Youth Entity and Morris Irvin. Mm -hmm. And I got with, you know, local business people. So Dave Gully is the owner of the Perfect Blend Barbershop. And and I have a phenomenal relationship with the Cleveland Heights University High School District. Mm. And so they get behind me and the things. And I took this idea to them for this docu-series about trauma. And I wanted the young people to tell their story, right? Because young people tell the story, their story's best, right? Mm, right. But then I brought in five young men and five adult men into the barbershops, five young ladies and five adult women into the beauty salon and we had these conversations about trauma. Oh, man. What does it look like? What have you been through? How did it affect you? How is it affecting you now? And people were able to see that PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder is not only about soldiers, right? Mm -hmm. Some young people, um, I, I, I have a spoken word piece where I, in the piece I said, I've never seen trauma before through the lens of a soldier at war, but I've seen battles fought in my own living room, mm -hmm. right? So for young people, their home environment is the battlefield. And so young people do experience post-traumatic stress disorder, and we wanted to talk about that, right? What does it look like? What does it sound like? How did it affect you? And then most importantly, how did you get beyond it? How did you heal from it? How are you healing from it? Right. And so I wanted to have those stories so that young people and old people alike can see we go through the same things, right? But how do we deal with them in a healthy way? And how do we get beyond those? traumas that have been affecting us since we were children, right? Since, since, since the womb. And how do we get beyond that? And so we, we created this three-part docu-series and we're finishing up the editing piece right now. And um, it's gonna debut at Cleveland Heights High School. And um, so I'm just looking forward to that. So that okay. was expected. Yeah. Yeah, but, but for me, unexpected, uh, I, I relocated to Atlanta. That was really unexpected. Um, I, you know, you're talking to a man who once told people adamantly, I'll, I'll never leave Cleveland, ever, <laughs> you know. You see, see yourself time. moving away, I'm like, never. I'm never leaving Cleveland. I love it here. So that was unexpected for me. And then, um, you know, I was sharing how I, I just jumped into spoken word, man. I always felt like I wanted to. And not only did I jump into it, I just jumped on the scene, like open mics. And I'm like, I'm, I'm a behind the scenes kind of guy. So I didn't expect that. So moving to Atlanta was unexpected. Getting out front with spoken word was unexpected. But that, that uh, docu-series was very okay. unexpected. Man, that's, that sounds that sound special. You, you have something? What's the name of the docu-series? Yeah, man. Yeah. It's called PTSD Post-Traumatic Student Discussions. Mm -hmm. Because we're, we have the young people talking about PTSD and and just to touch on that lightly, you know, um, going back to like what you were saying about your dad, you know, not making it no excuses for no one, you know, but he has a story too, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we don't right. know, we don't know what our people went through or who put them through something, That's right. or you know what I mean? So yeah. it's so easy to judge, it's so easy to uh, condemn someone. That's right. But maybe not being there all the time or maybe whatever other issues they may have going on. But we just don't know their story, too, though. Yeah, so yeah. he got some post-traumatic uh, um, stress as well, you know, that possibly, That's you right. know, along with all of us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, because we don't. I met his father two times, so I don't know what kind of man he was, what he did do, what he didn't do. And so the things that affected him might be the very same things that affected me, right? And so it was just passed down because I don't think... 
I don't think we give enough attention to the fact that there's such thing as generational patterns or generational curses, however you want to name it. But there are things that come through our bloodline and there are habits and things that are passed down. Now, we always have a choice. But what I'm saying is these things do exist. No, for sure. And and me saying that, that's when I started actually giving the mothers of my kids grace because mm. whatever they went through. Mm. Right. You know what I mean? That's so we right. we all got something that we can not blame on, but kind of we didn't have to live through certain things or don't understand why we react us the way that we sure. do to other people. Sure. You we got to I mean? give ourselves some grace in some of these situations too, right? Because I know I'm hard on myself, right? But Me I have too. to give myself some grace too and say, okay, yeah, I'm not I'm not the best version of myself that I could be in this situation but I am working on becoming the best version of myself at the same time. That's true. And it's a learning process. And so in order to get better, you got to make some mistakes, right? Because then you know what messing up looks like or what you need to do different. And so right. we have to give ourselves some grace too. No, for sure. Yeah. And I agree with that. For sure. Um, yeah. So I, next question, I think, um, where, where have you drew, drawn most of your um, inspiration from, say, you know, I know you gave me a little background about your childhood, but like, what was the moment um, that kind of folded you or made you into who you are today or pointed you towards that direction, you know, inspired you? Well, you know, I think in a way, just watching my, my mother had an in-home daycare. My mother had an in-home daycare for as long as I can remember. So I think being her unofficial assistant and all these other things mm -hmm. kind of played a part in that, but they were smaller kids. But man, I you know, I think, you know, and, and we, we talked about this, right? The things that we do, I think it just comes from having a heart for that way. You know what I mean? So there were things in me that I didn't even know were in me. You know what I mean? And then somewhere along the way, just, you know, um, being led to do different things, interacting. Because long before I was working with young people, you know, we were doing our thing, you know, down on 93rd and Kings when everybody was doing their thing. And then I had a son early. I was, you know, one of the people who had the son, a kid early, mm -hmm. earlier than most. Mm -hmm. And um, at some point I was like, man, I can't keep doing this because I, I want to grow up around my son. Mm -hmm. So I went and I remember, man, I got a job working, paying, getting paid minimum wage at the Holiday Inn on Lakeside. Mm -hmm. And what happened was I began to consistently do that. And people right around my way start saying, hey, uh, they hiring at your job? And I'd be like, well, they ain't hiring, but what kind of work you want to do? And I would look through the plain dealer, get find out what people wanted, and I would bring jobs back to them. Like, they're hiring here, they're hiring. So having that type of heart led to doing those type of things, mm -hmm. and I think it just kind of grew from there. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For real. So, so speaking about the, the kids, um, how how hard is it? to kind of reach them nowadays. Like, I, I don't know. Um, I, I, I hear stories that, you know, they, they're not listening. They don't want to work. They, um, they just want to be Instagram stars. They just want to be YouTubers, you know. And me personally, I don't see nothing wrong with that. But I want, I be trying to tell the kids, that that's it's not over it's not overnight as it appears to be. Mm -hmm. Is it whatever you do, you gonna have to put in the work. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean. So yeah. I, I I wanted to know how difficult because me and him speak. Uh, um, me and me and Irvin, we speak all the time about speaking to the kids, going to the schools, and I want to tell them about the trades ain't dead. You know, we need we need guys, we need workers. You know, and so is it is it hard? Dealing with, with the youth? Well, I would say it's hard dealing with humans, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I, the reason I think it's hard dealing with youth in a lot of cases is because, you know, if I'm just being honest, as adults or as teachers or as whatever the role is that we play in the lives of young people, because we've been through so much, we, we we try to give them this information to prevent them from bumping their heads. So it's like, ah, oh, don't do that. You know, I, I'm, I, I, I have four children and I've had to correct myself. Like, instead of telling them not to do that, don't do that because this is going to happen. Sometimes you got to let them bump their heads. So is it hard working with young people? Yes. But I think we make it hard. 
Mm. And I think we make it hard because we want them to accept the information that we're giving them. We want them to understand that these are the things that happen if you keep going that way, if you keep going down that route. And we want them to do that because that's the world, that, that's our world. We know what it's like. We've been down that road. My father used to say, I've been your age before. You've never been mine. Mm. Right? So we think because I've been 16 and you've never been 50, that, that you know what I mean, I got the best conversation or the solution. And we, we want them to come over there into our world where these are the, the things that we know, but we don't want to go into their world. Mm. Right? We don't want to take the time to look into their mind and understand that it's different now being a young person than it was than we were, right? For sure. I'm 49, soon to be 50 years old. And 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 when I was 16, it was different than the 16-year-olds I deal with now. It's a lot of different. We didn't have the internet, right? That's right. a monster within itself, right? There's so The internet can take you down these rabbit holes that some people never recover from. Mm. So I think sometimes it's difficult to work with young people, but I think it's difficult to work with young people in most cases because we make it difficult, mm. right? If we take the time to understand young people better, then young people will be more prone to listen to us, right? I've had an opportunity to work with thousands of youth, and I still have lots of youth who uh, call for advice, call for conversation, come for lunch, you know, whatever, because it's like, you have to take the time to listen. And we're so busy as adults, and sometimes, especially as men, you know, because we, we, we know it all in a lot of cases. And if we don't know it all, we, we act like we do, you know. And so it's like, no, I'm trying to tell you. But go into their world. See why they feel this way. Why? We talked about that. You know, you just said that. Everybody has a story, right? Our fathers right. have a story, but so do our sons. So do our students. So do our nephews. So we For have sure. to take the time to go into their world to understand them, and then we'll make it easier on ourselves. For sure. Because we, like you said, we all, we always be so hard on them saying, I want you to be better than me. Mm-hmm. Be better than, like, don't be like, you know, like to a certain extent, don't be like me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And don't yeah. make the same mistakes that I made yeah. or whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. so we, you know, we kind of go hard on our youth. Yeah. I, I can't uh, admit that. Yeah. And we no. have fun making the mistakes. Let's be honest. Oh, you know, for sure. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, for we, sure. We, we still here. We didn't we see st- yeah, yeah. yeah, we didn't see them as, you know, we didn't see it as this dangerous thing. We out here making these bad decisions, having a great time doing right. it. And now we basically telling them, don't do that. And it's like, well, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun when you did it. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. For and, sure. You know, we don't want anything bad to happen, but we got to have some understanding, too. You no, know what I mean? Sure. And, and let young people be young people. And just give them the things that they need and just hope and pray that they take what we gave them to become who they are supposed to be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So just, um, you know, going along that line, I know, like I said, we uh, most definitely commend you for all the work, you know, that you do in the city right now with some uh, school districts, you know, with the city themselves. Uh, my, my next question, I guess, would be um, what caused you to grow or morph into that, what was the moment? How did you get that opportunity to where you started expanding up on that? I know it's something, like you said, it takes a different type of, uh, <clears throat> take a different type of heart, you know, to have. So, first of all, we know you got the heart for the work, but what was the moment or the opportunity that presented itself that allowed you to expound up into this level to where, okay, I'm in the work and now I'm creating the work, you know? Uh, far as programs and stuff of that nature it took it took somebody to point out to me what I had in me mm. right mm. I'm out here doing the work because I like to do it, mm. but then somebody said, "Hey, you are good at what you do and I'm like, I am it was Angela Flowers making mm. a difference consulting it was a it was a good friend of mine, Kevin e. Gilmore, you know she said, "Hey man, you play too small and I'm like, what does that mean?" Right, like never knew what that meant. She like you got all this stuff in you, and you act like you don't, right? And Angela Flowers is like, listen, it's in there, man. You gotta, you gotta put it out there. Like you working for this agency over here when you could be running your own thing. And I'm like, so and then I'm thinking like, 
man, when I am work, I worked for this agency for 10 years. And I started thinking like, you know how many programs I created for them in 10 years? You know how many things I've done in 10 years for another agency that I could actually be doing for myself? And I wish I could say I just upped and did it. It wasn't that, it wasn't that easy, right? I was scared. I want to leave my 401k to go over here to no man's land. And it might not take off the first year, second year, third year, fourth year. Well, I got a salary over here that's nice. I got a 401k. I got tuition reimbursement. You know, I got all these things. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I know what's here. Yeah. I don't know what's the over there. The fear of the unknown. Yeah, the yeah. fear of the unknown. Yeah. And But it took, it took for those people to say, nah, what you have, I mean, what you need, you have. Mm-hmm. You can do it for yourself. And, and you know, just as fate, I, I like to say as fate would have it, but, but, but what happened was the agency I was working for, they started treating me different. Mm-hmm. Where they once valued me, the value wasn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. Once they, where they once appreciated me, the appreciation left. And once that appreciation left, I was like, I was uncomfortable being there. But it was only because I wasn't meant to be there anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. It, it was time. It was time to grow. Was, Spread yep. my wings. Spread your wings, and um, and I, I want to shout out to the to the women in the world though, because a lot of times, you know, us us men, we have a natural, um, it's a natural bravado or a natural com- competition with each other. You know what I mean? And a lot of times with women, having women on your team, a, a push. Any dream that you have, they'll they'll help you. They won't charge you. They don't need no money. They, you know, and a lot of times, so I want to give a lot of praise to the to the women out here that's that really, really support us as men. Mm-hmm. You know, um, mm-hmm. and also do it with no uh no jealousy, no, you know, and, that, and that's not saying that all men are that way. I'm mm-hmm. saying that. It's a it's a natural thing that we we feel we have to be better than or we have have to uh like I said compete with each other but you don't get that with women they they normally give that that love as a mother or they you know what I mean mm-hmm. and, they, and they take that role on proudly a lot of the absolutely. times absolutely absolutely I'm I'm a firm believer in the 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 thinking that the right woman will actually be a huge uh catalyst in a man becoming the man that he's supposed to be i believe that right i and agree it's with like that. you know a woman a woman will get with the, if, if a man gets if a man finds the right woman mm-hmm. then who he is you would be fine by yourself but what i'm saying is i believe if a man finds the right woman he he can become even even greater than he was by himself honestly i believe that i, I don't know what that is but but i believe that and 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 as a single man, I'm looking forward to that when that when that happens for me. To be honest, man, because you know I have to be honest and and saying I think at this point in my life, I I looked at you got you you all know Donald Glover, childish Gambino. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. oh yeah, for sure. I watched him one day and I was like, this guy is exercising all of his gifts. This dude is an actor, singer, singer, rapper, rapper, mm-hmm. writer. He done wrote movies, producer. And I was like, I want that for me, right? I want to exercise all my gifts because I'm aware of the fact that there's a lot of gifts in me. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I want that, right? And so even now I exercise a lot of my gifts, but I believe when I find the right woman, I'll continue to exercise all my gifts but she will help me to elevate them to another level. Not that I can't get there by myself, but I do believe that a woman can help a man to become greater, a greater version of himself. I believe that. I, oh, I believe yeah. that. I mean, it's that's the truth. I mean, I know it just from a little experience, you know, me being as Mr. Freelance as I was, mm-hmm. the impact that I have, the ability to make now is much more greater because you got somebody on your side that's just multiplying, like you said, whatever you are. Mm-hmm. If you you're a good leader, or you got love or peace or whatever, that's what's going to be exhibited through your woman mm-hmm. if you're the head of that household. So I'm a newlywed first year, but oh, I'm a witness. Congratulations. Um, congratulations. Yeah, I'm a witness to that to say, you know, 
uh, he who find a wife find a good thing and, and obtain the favor. Mm-hmm. You know, so that part people always leave out because mm-hmm. that's what helps you get favor with God. Because mm-hmm. first of all, you got more focus. There's some things in life that you do not cut corners on, and it's your home, your car, but yeah, your home. And you want to make sure you get certain things inspected, like the water heater, the pipes every one to two years, the toilets under the sink. If you smell any rooms that are damp, check the walls, check the flooring, check if the, you know, parts of the house is unsettled or water keeps gathering in a certain area. If you need someone to come inspect, don't be afraid to hit me up. Call Henderson Plumbing in your Cleveland, Ohio area, 440-850-3431. Inspections start at $85, and let me know what I can do for you. Not me, Paco. I'm not doing anything. (laughs) Paco's going to lay the pipe for you. Paco's going to check those leaks. Not me. Call Henderson Plumbing at 440-850-3431. Now back to the show. Yeah, ain't all over the place. You know, it may still turn eighty different ways. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. You ain't acting in every direction. No, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, speaking early, he was talking about you know the. Yeah, the women help you out. Everybody ain't got that luxury. Problem. You know, everybody still got all that sauce. You know, it does stop got, it, man. You know, they, they both single. Like this, so, you know, I'm, I'm gonna show you. You know, the, uh, eligible bathroom, right? you know see y'all nah, trying, man. Nah. Way, man. Just uh, here, you know, in the middle of this live, just for everybody who's catching up, we here with Gerard Johnson, Smoke Free Media, uh, Nuts and Gut Podcast, the host Black Paco. Y'all know me, I'm just horn anything, uh, helping others right now, hard on the rest of them. We gonna, um, you know, big up this man and give him his flower, like I said, why I here, because this is what I value, and I know, you know, real superheroes in the flesh when I see them. Um, right. You know, one man that's impacting this many people, a uh, single father, you said single father of four? Four, all um, young adults now. Yeah. yeah, and all of them grown, you know, for them to go through. Um, you know, I, I can imagine uh, what type of young men they are just by how you uh, carry yourself. And, um, you know, like I said, even one person to have that many, that much of an impact over so many children's lives and young men's lives, and even older men. Like, i got my old self in the game now. Um, you know, we just trying to get... Let, allow you to express those gifts and, and let God to use you in all the forms that you're supposed to be used while spotlighting that and showing people uh, we got real he's real superheroes who wear derbies, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they, just, they just be in disguise, you know what I'm saying? So nah. uh, we appreciate all the work you're doing in the community, you know, uh, not only for your household, but for, you know, everybody around. And um, we just going to pick up where we left off as far as questioning. Um, I do want to dig more into that documentary when you get a little bit more chance. But right now, you know, wherever you want to take it, what you no, I just I was just gonna piggyback off of what you just said about just uh, we need to do better with um, normalizing, um, bigging up just um, not to dim your light, but we just regular people. That's right. You know what I mean? Like we, you know, everybody always glorified the the person that they see the most or the celebrity or whatever but you know if it wasn't for you I wouldn't even have met this man you know what I mean so you know but that don't mean that you're not a hero in your own right you know what I mean or you're not doing the good things in the community that we don't see or we don't talk about the most you know what I mean and and I, I think we um when he when he called me he said hey I want to get somebody on the show I said say less mm-hmm. you know because we need to push more of this than you know than who's cheating on who mm-hmm. this week you know what I mean or you know who's getting a divorce or it's a lot all this negativity mm-hmm. and we don't really speak on what's really like the good things that that still exist mm-hmm. 
in the community, you know. No, nah, yeah. And I and I can I appreciate that. You know what I mean? Uh I was actually surprised when I when I got the the conversation from Irvin. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I want to be a part of that, you know. You know, I think I think for me, um what's been very crucial for me is as many young people as, you know, and, and like I said, the numbers are whatever they are, as many young people that I've mentored, I've always had my own mentors, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I'm a huge um, advocate in the conversation that I believe every, every man, whether young or old, should have two things, a mentor and a mentee. Mm-hmm. And then that way, we're always receiving knowledge and information and examples and then we're also able to pass it on to somebody else and i think that creates a a healthy cycle of things if the if the mentoring is is done properly but i think that's that's important so i think um i shout out to my mentors man ronnie bryant um is a huge mentor of mine for many years um he's been working with young men over at Ginn academy with ted Ginn for many years he had sons you know in the NFL, even now, his son is currently in the NFL, but he's been a mentor of mine for a long time. I'm talking spiritual, you know what I mean? Mental, emotional. And so, these I have guys who have taught me that, who've taught me, uh, you know, the things that I teach young men, right? My organization is called Compassionate Manhood, which at first, like, when you first hear it, it's almost like an oxymoron, yeah, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's like manhood and compassion. Mm-hmm. Well, how you figure that? Where the tough guy go? Yes, right? Mm-hmm. But I think the thing is, that's the beauty in, in the name of the organization because a lot of times people don't understand that there's real strength in showing compassion, yeah. right? And so we get this these tornadoes of misinformation as young men that you shouldn't cry and you should have as many women as you can possibly get and not to show these natural emotions or express them that how many times do you really hear or have you even heard a man say i'm sad it's rare right and so it's like we get these messages you know there's a lesson that i do with young men in uh in in my organization called the mailbox and it talks about as males this box that we're put in at an early age that sometimes we don't even escape or if we do, we're so far ahead that we don't even realize the damage that it has done, mm. right? And so it's like that, man. I think it's important for us to have a mentor, even as a grown man. And I think it's important for us to have mentees because yeah. we can pass this stuff on. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, and just to piggyback off of that, I know, you know, uh, I've most definitely been somebody who, like, over the past few years, seeked that, um, sought, you know, mentorship out through many avenues because you you find yourself in places that you've never been, never been trained for. I just got in the room negotiating with some sharks and like we got my legs ate off, mm-hmm. you know, because like I said, thing that you, you never been a part of. And if, the, if it's being done properly, it, it, it is a giving and receiving um, situation. So, um, I think that's, that's highly valuable. What you, when you express that the need for it, um, even with the emotional stuff, like you were saying, I was uh, we, touch on that too. Ooh, we've been yeah. so slow, like bro, mm-hmm. and, and, and like you said, sometimes you be so far gone, you don't recognize it because you never been trained to pay attention. You just trained to bury that. It's mm-hmm. a sign of weakness. I just mm-hmm. read a book, uh, "Cry Like a Man," mm-hmm. went camping, bro, and that opened me up in so many different mm-hmm. ways. I didn't recognize some of the traumas or some of the things that had been tucked away. Yeah. Um, and that I had to come in and, and address because subconsciously you passing those things along. Yes. Or you don't even recognize when you when you still passing that anxiety or that fear sure. along sure. to the same gen- to the next generation. So I've I've been aware of mentorship and getting the help that you need. Like, mm-hmm. it's not always in the form of a doctor or somebody, just somebody who you admire and um, who can help you get through that step. But we got to be open enough to ask for that, man. Be open. And I think the trauma, you know, and the way we come from, you know, like you said, 93rd St. Clair, down at Osceola, and, you know, still, wherever you is, most men are not trained to deal with their emotion in a proper way. Mm-hmm. You know, especially... Mm-hmm. Amongst their peers, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you lucky if you got a father or somebody, but 
Especially at my state period. Absolutely. No, but even even with just just say two parent household or single parent household, a lot of we wasn't taught the emotional intelligence. You know what I mean? And so just to be in a um uh in a position where we don't know how to handle certain things that go on in our life, whether if it's uh dealing with a death of a parent or a loved one or a best friend mm-hmm. or somebody get killed in the streets, whatever the situation or somebody die from cancer. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of times we pass that on to our children. The damage that that that's inside of us, we pass down to our children and our women. Mm-hmm. And Sometimes we act out in the community as well. That's right. You know what I mean? And yeah. so, yes. man, that's it's, it's very powerful, you know, uh, what you're doing. And, and like you said, it, it take a village, man. It, you know, your your, uh, uh, your net worth is your network. Mm-hmm. You know, the people that sh- that surround you, the people that's pushing you, the people say, don't give up. The people say, man, you got this. Yes. Keep going. Yes. We all need that. And if you don't have that. Then you just end up nowhere most of the time. Yes, or somewhere you don't want to be. No, for sure. You know what I mean? Or 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 you end up somewhere longer than you wanted to be there, right? And so it's like like that, you know. And I think for me, you know, when I created my organization, I I felt like it was important for me to give because initially I started working with youth, but somewhere along the way, I realized that my real passion was with young men, because young men young men are going to be held to a standard in society whether they know it or like it or believe it or not right and if if young men can't maintain the status that society holds us to or the level of you know behavior or etiquette or whatever that society holds us to then we're going to have to pay the consequence right and so i you know a lot of times i see young men and they can't they defy all the authority the teacher right it starts in the schools starts at home but I see it in the schools. And it's like, well, if you can't respect your teacher, you don't respect the principal or the police or a judge or a CL because that's, that's where you're going. You're going, mm-hmm. you're, you're just defying different levels of authority. Mm-hmm. But as you go up, the consequences harsh. get more, more harsh, yeah, right? Yeah. Whether you know it or like it or mm-hmm. believe it or not, mm-hmm. right? And so for my organization, I felt like it was important to give those social emotional learning competencies right because that's what we focus on we focus on the social emotional aspect of young people right so we're talking about things like the five competencies are uh, self-awareness social awareness self-management healthy relationships and responsible decision making because if you can't navigate through those successfully then you can we're gonna be in trouble out here right right I agree. And I was cracking a smile because if that was an iPhone, it wouldn't have slipped out. No. Your <laughs> <laughs> it would have been. Yeah, right. And I'm not. Yeah, that's the droid. No, you're right. The droid's got a mind of their own, man. They hard headed. That's the big heavy Z phone, man. Yeah. I just had uh, one, or, um, one or two more questions for you. Um, you know, we're not going to be long-winded with this. Um, how is it balancing family life? And then now, are you dual cities now? Are, so are you here a lot? And are you down in Atlanta, Georgia a lot? Like, how, how is that working for you? Yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess the short answer um, of that is I've been, I've been navigating fine, but primarily because, you know, it's like my, my seasons are overlapping here. For, for for lack of a better word, right? I was a single father for all these years, and now I'm I'm looking for this. I found my independence as a man. I don't have any kids to take care of. I don't have any pets. I don't have any responsibilities that limit me from moving around. So I move around, and in the midst of being you know free from that, because I'm still very much a dad, but my responsibilities to that role just looks different. So I travel a lot, right? I travel a lot. Um, I'm, I live in Atlanta, but I, I, I've spent probably two weeks out of each month there since I've been there because I travel, you know, a lot. Um, so it's, it's, it's not hard um, balancing it because I think in, in the balance act that I've been able to have is being somewhere new, but at the same time being somewhere new as a, in my personal life too. So I travel and then I'm home and I'm doing, you know, what I do. And so now I'm here for a while. 
um, you know, and, and then I'll be gone again. So I think it's, I'm blessed in being able to say, uh, I'm able to do those things, but at the same time, it's not hard because I haven't made it hard. It's fun. It's, it's no, like, for sure. it's fun, man. Yeah. It's fun I, I, I want to say, cause we don't say this enough to each other that, you know, I'm happy for you and thank I'm proud of you. And I, and I, and I thank you for, for the work that you're doing. Thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it take a, a, a strong man to look after somebody else's kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah, and to, yeah. to bring other kids up, you know what I mean? And I, I'm sure you got more success stories and, and a lot of a lot of people that's thankful to have you in their life as well. So I want to say thank you and you know, and and to the audience, like we gotta do better. We gotta normalize seeing our people do better and do mm -hmm. well. You know what I mean? And it's, and it's not it's no sweat off of my back to say that I'm happy for you. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so we got to do more of that, you know? Yeah. So. No, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so I think I got to, uh, we ain't going to, like I said, keep you all night. I know you, <laughs> man, many, many, many demands, you know. I'm going to get these few uh, questions. I got a little round series. I got one more, though. I still want you to, uh, uh, you know, harp on the the uh, documentary a little bit more. Um, just you know, give the name of it. Uh, Where can we find it? When, can we can when, we see it? Is it you know? Yeah. Um, is it tickets gonna be sold? Is it you know? Um, and if you got any links too, let us get those, and and I can oh, put it all all part of the okay okay the episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, no, absolutely. And I I also was gonna ask you know um, if if there's a way that we can fund what you're doing or is there any, you know what I mean? I don't know any of that yeah. type of stuff. You know what I mean? So how can we help um, move this, move whatever you have forward? You know what I mean? And how can we help? And yeah. so, no, I appreciate you know, that. If you, if you want to get those links out right now or tell the audience what more about the docu-series as well. So Yeah. So the docu-series, um, like I said, we're finishing up the editing process. It's, um, it's going to air in October. It's going to air at Cleveland Heights High School, but it, it won't, it won't, it'll be free. It'll be free. You can come on out in 10. We'll, we'll have more postings. The trailers are out. The trailers are out now. I can send mm -hmm. you all the trailers mm -hmm. for, for the, uh, the docu-series. Um, but, you know, we just want to, we want as many people to show up as possible. And when I say we, because I had a team with me, right? Mm -hmm. It's my ideas, my vision. But I didn't have all the skills that it needed to bring the, the, the vision to reality. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I do have a team. I have a great team. My nephew, um, Kodar, uh, is, 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 is editing the whole, you know, work okay. for me. Um, shout him out. That's shout dope. out to Kodar. My nephew, Kodar, this guy's in film school and he's putting his film uh, background to work. And he's, mm -hmm. he's dope. Um, Angela Flowers, Steve Walker, these guys, these, you know, these individuals are were a huge part of it. Angela Flowers is a licensed therapist, licensed social worker right here in the city of Euclid. And um, so she was a huge part in, you know, the therapeutic aspect of it. Steve Walker is a good buddy of mine. Morris Howard Irvin, right? Um, a brother to me, you know, he was a huge part of it. Dave Gully. So again, um, you'll be able to find it. Once it's out, it's actually, we're, look, we're having conversations now with a few people, a, a few of the larger platforms ahead of time mm. to, um, you know, to like how we get it there to the, to the Tubies and, yeah. the, and the Netflix yeah. guys. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but, but initially it'll be right on YouTube. Okay. Right? And uh, initially you can come right on up to Cleveland Heights High School for the premiere and then we'll just work it from there. You know what I mean? How do you support me moving forward? I think that's just it, man. You all are you all have me on the show to be able to have conversations about it. And I think just supporting the things that are coming out. There's so many things that um are going on, you know, in, in my camp. Um, that just to be able to um get the support, you know, just to stay in contact. I might call and say, Hey, I need you guys to come talk to some young people. I need for you guys to come volunteer in the community because we do a lot of community stuff. We're always looking for men volunteers. So I think that's how you support, you know, yeah, financial would be fine. But I have to be honest in saying, you know, as of right now, financially, we've been we, we're OK. I think it's more about bodies. I think it's more about I'm, men. I'm down. Well, whatever you need. Yeah. Whatever you need. Say less. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm down. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate it. Um, also, um, I want to invite everybody out. I would say. 
I mean, if you can go out and you can go out to the club, hey, dress like you going to the club, but come to the premiere first. Yeah, yeah. You know what come I mean? Out, like dre- dress to impress, wear your Sunday's best, whatever, and let let's support come let's out. support this, man. I'll, I'll make sure you all have the date. So that you can post it and and, I'll, and, and I'll a flyer get, too. Yeah, and I can put flyers, it on my social media. Absolutely. I think that'd be I think that'd absolutely. be dope, man. I'll get the the trailers over to you today, so you can begin to run those whenever you like. Oh yeah, that that'll yeah. be rolling this week. You know, yeah. so yeah, you get it over, bro. Um, most definitely appreciate. Like I said, what you're doing, so that's the least we can do. You know, yeah. um, put the word out and get behind it, bro. No, for sure. I'm. I mean, that's it for me. You got anything else? Yeah, I got the uh, rapid, the rapid fire. Okay, rapid fire. Rapid uh, fire. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So I got to just come out quick, right. like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I got a okay. series of questions. Okay. You know, um, you can you can actually. I got two answers. You know, it's either or. Okay. It's only five. Okay. That's uh, good. Uh, but if you got something that you know that can trump it, then you know, as long as it's within five seconds, you can you can you can shoot the for rapid fire. So uh, let me see. So first question: You being from Cleveland, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we gotta see which way you're gonna go with it. Browns or Cavs? Ah, Browns. Uh, Mal- Malcolm Martin. Malcolm Martin. Malcolm X or Martin Luther King? Oh, uh, Martin. Uh, Cisco Thong Song or Chris Brown? Yeah. Cisco Thong Song. <laughs> <laughs> 72 restored Cutlass or a brand new, or a brand new Tesla? The Cuddy. Yeah, Cuddy, man. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. it, man. That's all I need, man. <laughs> I, I started going a little next time. You should have put that in the middle. Yeah. Not the show. Uh, you should have told me about how that. How much time we got? Can I, can I share a piece I wrote? Yeah, yeah, oh, no, yeah. for sure, yeah. yeah. Real no, quick, for sure. I want to I want to share the piece that I wrote, uh, a spoken word piece, and it's it's interesting because it was the very first piece I wrote, and it's for the docu series. Mm-hmm. So we'll get a chance to hear it in the docu series. Um, it won't be me reciting it. It's just kind of it was woven in there real, real, you know, uh, cleverly. So anyway, here it is, though. They say the abnormality of trauma is normalized when traumatic events occur in surplus. So they ask, how can we believe our prayers are being received by God if he allows these things to hurt us? And if there's purpose to our pain, do the traumas that we sustain help us to retain our muscle memory? Because I can remember vividly what my traumas did to me. I still wrestle with the pain and the imagery. And I've never seen trauma before through the lens of a soldier at war, but I've seen battles fought in my own living room. Lamps crash into the floor like Lake Erie waves against the shore, and I'm sure multiple effects run concurrently. Like prison sentences delved out to dads who bailed out after doing the do but not doing what they should do after the deed was done. Instead came the retort for a DNA report And I know once before you said that I'm the one. But your honor, I implore you. And Billie Jean, I assure you that the kid is not my son. Then they wonder why the WOMB is where PTSD originates. Yet we cross our fingers with hopes that the kids will turn out just fine. Hey Siri, give me directions to a peace of mind. Because a year after I turned nine, I lost a peace of mind, looked up, and I was 29, still trying to get it back. And I believe the real reason is because in just four seasons, I lost my childhood innocence and three of my closest loved ones, to be exact. Winter turned to spring, spring turned to summer, summer to fall as I watched them all fall like dominoes. Because that's the way that trauma goes. And life is like a vapor from which nothing can save you when it's your time to go. It's like poof, adios, vamanos. That's why I'm on a quest for peace in these streets amongst my peeps. But to the untrained eye, I can see why it would seem as though my people are only interested in packing a piece in their waistband, then raising it and aiming it with one eye tightly closed like trying to look through a peephole. Just to take one or two shots like trying to shoot a free throw. 
But I suppose if we were to juxtapose the before and after post on Instagram, we would see that not all of them are just to pose. And maybe we could agree that not all of them are just a sham. Because some were and still are results that's real from those who chose to deal using healthy coping skills. But when your hope's not real, usually time will reveal the thin line between the love or the hate that you give to yourself. Plus, real wealth is peace. Real wealth is knowledge. Real wealth is when each one of us supports and teaches another one of us to be the greatest version of ourself. And that's a different definition of how to pass down generational wealth. Poem. Thank y'all for letting me oh, share that. Oh, man, that's love. Appreciate oh, y'all for having me. For sure. Thank y'all so much. For sure. For I sure, really man. appreciate y'all, yep. man. Yep. Thank you, man, be, be, Before we get out of here, where um where can we find you? Um on um on any social media if you want to give any of that stuff out or yeah okay yeah that's what that's the, and that's really where the only place you are gonna find me. I'm on Facebook under my name. That's Gerard Johnson J E R O D J O H N S O N. And I'm on Instagram all one word J hyphen Rod. So it's J A Y. H Y P H E N R O D. Beautiful. Mr. Hill, where can we find you? You want to give out your stuff? Oh, man. Just Urban Hill on, on Facebook and Urban Hill on Instagram. Real simple. Um, we about to get, you know, smoke. Your name is your name. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you know, we, we're trying to get smoke free media to uh, get us all lined up like he, you know, beautiful with the lights and the, and the girls coming out like that. <laughs> Right now, man, we just honestly, you know, graced and honored and thanking God. We, we for, waiting on the yeah. podcast too. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, but yeah. It, 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 this this is the beginning of. Yeah. I found, like I said, you find those people that you know um, deserve the admiration. You know, for and sure. I'm just to give a quick story. You know how this even came about. Um, me and Mister Johnson met. Through my mother-in-law, but we had never met. They, they, his mother and, and my mother-in-law know each other, and they got to yapping like great mothers do about how excellent their sons are. And, and I think she uh, must have mentioned, you know, some of the things I had going on, and same thing, vice versa. But um, he actually reached out. She called me and told me like, "Yeah, this dude might call you." And when he did, um, like he, 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 the first thing he did was just came with a um, just the hands of offering, you know, what can I do to what you got going on so I can help, you know, uh, point you in a direction or maybe I can steer you this way because I'm already uh, doing some of the things in this field. And um, man, the man, the man gave me one of his templates to one of his successful programs. I already know he got many, but like, for him to do that and then know me from a can of paint itself, you know, maybe that one hour, 30 minute conversation we had had, let me know, let me know um, these are the people. Like, some people that talk that stuff, but God showed me them. And I always admire them and try to give them their flowers when you have a chance because, like I said, nobody has to be that, you know. And that's what got me to this point. And then not even knowing how great of a person or how in depth. He was um, in all endeavors he going, but just to see it in real action. And like I said, me always looking for mentors or good people you can bounce off of. The same way, like when we, we, we jump up, we move, we like to do good things for, uh, for people. But to see, you know, somebody else doing that in, in real time and in real life and real action, not talking, boom, sent the thing, it was done, sent it in 10, 15 minutes and... And the rest history, you know, I'm forever indebted um, and going to forever try to support everything you got going on, yeah. brother, because you really, you really that. Mm-mm, so, yeah, sure. that's, that's just what it, I stand on. It always come together, man. And um, and I, I, I tell if I, I try to encourage people too, like, you know, just start on your journey. It's going to be people along the way to help you. That's right. You know what I mean? And, right. and and I'm I'm right along with... uh. Well, uh, with him, like, hey, whatever you need, I'm gonna give you my number, my um, my 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 social medias. Call me. Like, you having a career day? You want somebody, you know, just to come talk to the kids about, you know, whatever? Like, cause we all got a story. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's right. I had the That's same right. fear you had. 
you know, had the same security with a job, the 401k, the benefits, right. and everybody, like, what you doing? It's like, you know, I'm I'm betting on me. Yeah, yeah. That's that's it. Right? You know Taking what I mean? A chance on myself. Yeah. yeah. And, and, I and what's think the worst? You, what's the worst that could happen? We didn't. We didn't experience it all. We right? we we we've been there already. We didn't hurt. No. We didn't seen the door shut. We didn't fail. You know what I mean? The worst thing we could do is not try, right? And and and, and I appreciate you. You know what I mean? And, and and all of that. But I think you know, you know, as far as being indebted, I, there's a quote I love. It says, "To receive with grace is the greatest form of giving." So anything I need for you to give me, you've already gave it once you've accepted me and what I had to offer. So thank you. Man, yeah. Man ain't no better way to end it. That's it. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, for sure. Thanks thank again, y'all. my brother. Gerard Johnson, man. Yeah, for yeah, sure, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. All right, man. We'll see y'all. Peace. 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 Man, that-